Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers. I'm Steph. We are now on the uh, last leg of our Eight Nights of Harry Potter. This will be night six, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And I'm going to take it away with the Ya Googled Summary. As Death Eaters wreak havoc in both Muggle and Wizard worlds, Hogwarts is no longer a safe haven for students. Though Harry suspects there are new dangers lurking within the castle walls, Dumbledore is more intent than ever on preparing the young wizard for the final battle with Voldemort. Meanwhile, teenage hormones run rampant through Hogwarts, presenting a different sort of danger. Love may be in the air, but tragedy looms, and Hogwarts may never be the same again. Hey, everybody. Um, so I just am going to start straight away. Uh, if you notice, even in that summary, the Half-Blood Prince was not even fucking mentioned. Um, and I'm going to start with my biggest gripe of this movie actually first, because I believe the summary also is a case in point. Um, the fucking movie is called Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. We barely glean on the real story that is involved um, with the Half-Blood Prince, uh, with Snape. Um, and I believe that's where the film really dropped the ball um, completely. Because even as I was writing my notes, I, of course, was thinking, oh, well, Snape's going to be like the MVP, obviously, because he kind of is the one who has to step up. While you don't know that in that moment necessarily, um, you know, just because I do know how the story ends, you know, that's what we're waiting for. Um, but after this rewatch, I realized, oh, I just always have like inserted what I know about the the books and the story itself when I always think of the movie. And this time I realized, oh, it's crazy to me how little they are actually showing of um, the potions book that Harry has uh, come to rely on uh, so much. Um, they, they really just neglected that and they really did try to focus more on the kind of, uh, Ron Hermione love tri triangle with Lavender, which is another thing that I also don't like about this film is that they did focus so much on that. Yes, it is in the books. Um, yes, we are developing Ron and Hermione's relationship a little more, but I mean, the other stuff was just so much better and so much more important in my opinion. So I'm just going to get that out there straight of the way. Now, one thing I do like about this one was they are bringing back a little more of the, the comedy and humor. Maybe that is a little because of the, the teenage love triangle um, somewhat, but also just in a general sense, like even Snape, when Snape is actually getting screen time in this one. Um, Alan Rickman plays him very well, um, <laughs> like in a comedic way almost with his timing and everything. I mean, the relationship between Harry and Ron, you get a little more jokes and kind of gags as well. So yeah, the overall, there is this sense of humor uh, that is nice. It, it makes it paced a little better because this one is quite a long one too. And the previous film had been quite dark already with Sirius's death, The Order of the Phoenix. Like I said, that whole film was dark. Um, so it felt like they did need to have at least that final 
Hogwarts here that we're kind of seeing to be a little more on the lighthearted side, especially considering the ending of the film. Some more of my favorite is also just, they at least did show the parallels um, kind of with uh, Snape and Malfoy and Voldemort kind of on that side with Harry and of course his friends with Dumbledore. And basically it's these older men like manipulating children to do their bidding. Um, And both sides are guilty of doing that. Um, We also kind of see... A different side of Dumbledore. Uh, we have the cave scene. Um, I don't like the scene. I remember in the books it kind of did stick with me. And I feel like they also didn't really show how intense that situation was supposed to be. Also, I did forget to point out, and the last film is when I noticed this was happening with Emma Watson. Um, it seems like she starts playing Hermione a little, like, breathless and always kind of upset or shocked in, in some kind of way. And it, I noticed it, yeah, last last film, but this one it seems like it just got a little worse. And she just always, always sounds insulted, even when she's not supposed to be. Um, so I, I just kind of noticed that more also in this one. This is also the film where Snape finally gets the Defense Against the Dark Arts position, and um, they enlist Professor Slughorn uh, to be the potions master because he contains a memory that he had told uh, Voldemort basically about the Horcruxes. And Dumbledore has decided that he needs to accurately know this memory because at the time he doesn't realize it. Uh, In the books, I believe it is elaborated a little more that Dumbledore is somewhat aware. That's why I never remembered exactly why there was such great importance placed on Slughorn's memory. I think it was just because he needed to know the, the number. I believe he did know that Voldemort probably was very greedy and was going to do multiple ones. Um, He just didn't know. So I don't know if that was the exact reason. I can't quite remember, but I'm going to go with that. So because we place so much focus on this movie, though, like I said, on the more comedic elements, on the love triangle, uh, a little bit more with um, Harry and Dumbledore going um, into the pens and looking at basically uh, a lot of memories of Riddle, Tom Riddle. It ultimately comes to the conclusion um, where Snape does, in fact, kill Dumbledore instead of Malfoy because we do see that Malfoy really, while he's a dick, he is not capable of just straight-up murder. This scene, though, it feels rushed. I feel like they had the pace down well, and then when we get towards the end, it's all just mashed together. Uh, I believe this film should have also been two films, really. Um, The book, out of the whole series, this book, I I remember at the time, it was like probably one of my favorites because of the stuff going on with Dumbledore, but also, again, Harry reading his potions book and not knowing that it's Snape, but he felt so relatable to him at times and everything. So they just, like I said, they missed the mark on that. So the ending was also very disappointing in this one. Because ultimately they do tie it up with a bow with him and Ron and Hermione talking about Dumbledore's death and and then basically that, you know, he will not be returning to Hogwarts. So we know now we're going to the last two films 
um, this chapter is essentially over. So um, them rushing that end uh, did feel like a cop out and you feel a little cheated. So yeah, for this one, uh, I had a hard time thinking of who the MVP would actually be, uh, considering Snape is shown so little throughout this one um, compared to just the prominence in the in the book itself of the storyline. Ron, I find insufferable again in this one because of Lavender and everything. Um, yet again, Ron is being emotional and taking things out on Hermione that she is undeserving of because it's always some other guy likes her. It isn't even that she likes Cormac in this one. Like she says openly that she does not like him, but Ron still treats her like shit for it. Um, and then starts like making out with Lavender right in front of her at one point. Um, so yeah, Ron is yet again, uh, I said it last night to my husband. I was like, I don't know. He's kind of the worst Weasley. And Andrew was like, wait, worse than Percy? And I was thinking, well, no, not worse than Percy, because Percy is like, you know, a total fucking narc. But in the movies, they don't show that as much either. So really, in the films, yes, Ron is worse than Percy, I feel, uh, like, until up until this film. And the more and more I watch these movies, the more and more I kind of don't like him. <laughs> I mean, and same thing with Dumbledore, even, you know, they're using children uh, in the books. It's, of course, way more prominent and obvious, too. Um, so the older I get and the more I um, consume the Harry Potter story, the more and more, you know, all of the cracks and the holes and the and just some of the actually like real horribleness of some of it. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is so messed up. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know about any MVPs in this one. So with that, guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, wind up this one for the Half-Blood Prince. We are going to be starting the final book, uh, which will include two movies. So there will still be two more episodes, of course. And then that will conclude the Eight Nights of Harry Potter. So as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter is where you can find the link to the Discord. And today I actually um, just downloaded and signed up and got uh, Film Gazers on Threads. So I'm going to start getting that, I think, set up with the Discord link as well. I haven't quite messed with the user interface or the app uh, very much yet, but I'm sure it's similar like all the others. So time for me to hit the dusty trail. Later, taters. <laughs>